Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 258, Best Tips to Save on Your Wedding or Elopement. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are doing a much requested episode, which is a follow-up and update to one of the first episodes we ever did, like two of the first episodes we ever did. Do you remember all the way back? It was episode four, because I know this, because my mom was literally talking with me about this yesterday. One of her daughter's friends is getting married. And she's like, so I went back in your archives and it was episode four. She's like, you guys have improved since then. There's still some good tips. And she's like, but maybe you should update a wedding episode. (laughs) And then here we are. (laughs) Uh, Well, she was half right. It's episode six. Oh, yes. So close. Yes. So that was the first episode. Episode six, we did a part one of how to save money on a wedding. And then episode 49, we did how to save money on weddings part two, reception and honeymoon. And there are some good tips. And we still think they are valid episodes to listen to. We think the wedding landscape has changed since 2018, 2019. (laughs) And so we want to highlight some of those changes and how you can save money in this new landscape of weddings. And you know what? This also highlights, Jen, it's reminding me, there was a time when you said, I will never do another wedding episode. This is it. (laughs) We did part one and we did part two. (laughs) And there's a running joke with Jen that anytime she says she's never going to do something, it definitely means she will because it's like a secret charm. Over 200 episodes for us to get to another wedding episode. So it may take a really long time, but it's never, never. Yeah, it's never, never. It almost is a guarantee that I will. So it's, you know, who could have saw 2020 happening in 2021? You know, nobody could have seen it coming. And uh, some of our pre-2020 episodes need updates. Yeah. Well, you're not disappointing me. But speaking (laughs) of disappointments, that's who our show is brought to us by today. Disappointments. (laughs) Not that we need a reminder about them. Disappointments happen regularly. But this sponsor has a special message today in partnership with our wedding episode, highlighting the fact that no matter how you approach your wedding, there will be disappointed people. And honestly, you might be one of them, (laughs) even the one getting married. It's probably going to be a mom. Or your aunt or your grandma or somebody. There's no pleasing everyone. So tie the knot your way. That's that's my advice. Speaking of disappointments, hopefully you won't be disappointed to know that we have a Patreon, a special place where you can get more from us, including a monthly bonus episode and other fun things. Of course, we know we have disappointed some people with this offering. But if that's not you and you are interested in this, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash Patreon. We'd love to see you there. Yeah. If you like the show and you want to support us and get some goodies. Come on over. We're there. The water's warm. Yeah. All right. So let's talk weddings. Uh, This is definitely a major one that does get requested. And it was requested enough that I went against my no more weddings rule 
And we're talking about weddings again. But we're also talking about elopements and we're talking about these new micro wedding trends that I think are very cool. And there's just a lot. I mean, people, I guess I don't want to say they're less crazy about weddings than they were, but I feel like maybe they are. But that's probably also because I'm getting older. I I don't know. Jill, you go to more weddings than I do. I'm just shaking my head over here. I feel like the pandemic did did us a solid, uh, not in many ways, but in this way, <laughs> that I think it really did give permission for people to get creative with it. We've seen some really cool stuff out of weddings and the way people are reimagining that. But then I think there's this other flip side where it has sparked the people who needed to wait for forever to have like the wedding that they wanted. And now it's like, we waited two years for this. And so forget about retirement. We're going all out. Mm -hmm. And also something that has happened in the last decade that is definitely not, has not died off and is still alive and well, or becoming more and more alive and well is the whole weekend getaway bachelor, bachelorette. That was not a thing when I got married. And I am very grateful it wasn't, honestly, because that's a whole added cost. That's where I've seen stuff shift. And it's so funny because when this comes out, we'll actually be going to a wedding like in four days. So Mm -hmm. this is hilarious. (laughs) And we, I can't remember the last time we went to a wedding, but I think it's for the worse. It's not for a better. It's not an improvement. But a lot of costs have shifted to friends because these bridal, like, bachelorette and bachelor Mm -hmm. parties have gotten much more intense. They have gotten, like, we're taking international trips now. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. I know. I And so that... Is and it's like and it's a once in a lifetime, so it puts this pressure on. Like uh-huh. I can't say no to anything because hopefully you only get married once. It's not like a birthday that happens every year. Yeah. So, but we want we're not talking about bachelorette <laughs> so parties about. in this <laughs> episode. Um, but, but it if is you're part getting of the married, whole wedding please cost. consider that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That. No, it's not everybody's once in a lifetime. It's your once in a lifetime. They will they will go to like 20 bachelorette parties. Uh, so keep that in mind as you plan yours. But we're talking first about elopements versus wedding costs. And we're getting really broad in how we talk about elopements now. Uh, We'll talk more about like the micro wedding in the next article, but definitely did want to break down the difference in these because I, okay, so when I got married, I was like, I'm never going to elope. I can't. I have too many friends. I just want a big party. There is a way that you could still have that party without the going crazy and one of those ways is is through an elopement. Uh, so what did you think about this one, Jill? It's been a long time since you got married. <laughs> it has been a long time. You old. But I... <laughs> Thanks, Jen. <laughs> we're the same age, though. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you with me. You right there you got, with me. You were married a whole three years before me. Mm. So I really, I love this article. I think it's helpful to see the differences. Now, I'm not, I don't think that our approach here is to say everyone should elope, but just to kind of highlight the differences, maybe get the wheels turning on, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I, maybe that could be an area of savings for me, or maybe there's some sort of radical middle combination that I could do here. I think what I would love to drive home in this episode is that you can get married and have it be affordable for you. I know that that's going to be different for everybody. I don't think you have to sacrifice everything, but I also don't think you have to spend tens of thousands of dollars just to get married. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that this article highlights that. And I did find it interesting to look at the comparisons of various types of weddings, right? An elopement is a type of wedding marriage ceremony versus your maybe massive traditional wedding and kind of where the 
the additional costs come in and what that could mean for cutting costs. I found it so very interesting what they cite at the very beginning here is according to brides.com, the average cost of a wedding was $44,000 in 2018. I got to imagine it's even higher now Mm -hmm. for people going traditional wedding, you know, with inflation and everything, which is just massive. (laughs) And then they say with the state of Oregon being slightly less at about 28,000. And of course, the author, the writer of this article is from Oregon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Her little plug to say Oregon's better when it comes to average wedding costs. But $44,000 is astronomical Mm -hmm. to me. That is, that's more than my student loans coming out of undergrad. Like this is, you're talking about taking out student loan debts if you're looking at that type of wedding cost. So it makes sense that so many people are asking this question about how do I save on a wedding? Because yeah, goodness, we shouldn't have to spend $44,000. Absolutely. And I don't think a lot of our listeners are planning to do that. But if you consider yourself a little below average uh, in how much you want to spend for your wedding, A, budgets for these things always get higher than what you plan. So you have to go even lower than what you want to spend to get to around where you will be, where you want to be. Mm, Um, And it's just good to look outside of your comfort zone to get creative ideas. Take a little from one, leave what you don't like, you know, take what saves you money and then splurge in the, in the parts where you really feel convicted about. So, yeah, well, let's look at the first cost that they're comparing in the elope versus wedding debate fight <laughs> sword fight. Yes. OK, here we go. Uh, photography and videography. And this is from a photographer and videography company. So let's take this one with a grain of salt. She says that they're all the same. You will pay the same amount whether you are doing a wedding or an elopement, which we know to be untrue. Um, Having lots of photography and videography friends, if you want to do something that is during the week, then you will you can, you can save. If you are taking a photographer on a journey into the desert and got to get him a hotel or something, you are going to pay the same or more for photography and videography. So, but if you want to do something on a weekday, maybe in the afternoon, like before this person has to pick up their kid from school or before they have to make dinner, that that is going to be a lower cost than a Saturday where they can charge a premium. Uh, so it's not across the board, but it can be. If you are looking to get a very high quality photographer or videographer, uh, just ask, are there any days or times uh, that you would do a discounted rate? And that could be could be an option. And you will also have them for less time too than a normal wedding would cost because elopements are just typically shorter. Mm -hmm. The next comparison is related to florals. I know a lot of people can spend a lot of money on flowers from Uh centerpieces to the bride's bouquet to bridesmaids to boutonnieres to the archway, you name it. There's a ton of floral costs. And of course, this is going to vary depending on what type of wedding day you choose. But certainly for your more traditional wedding where you've got all of those things, you're looking at upwards of $1,200 versus if you're eloping and you just want a bouquet and maybe a few flowers for the background of the ceremony, you're looking at more like $170, $200. So that's quite a significant difference. Yeah, definitely. And you can you can compromise. So maybe you do more things like thrifted things or things from up, like upcycled from your house as decor and you do more limited florals if you want to have the bigger wedding but you want to save some money on that stuff or maybe you do no no florals maybe you just do a bouquet so this is something where you can still have a larger wedding and you don't have to buy all the flowers 
that normally come with a wedding. You could just do just a bouquet and then maybe some bridesmaids bouquets if you wanted to. So that's also an alternative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next is the venue. And this makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Um, And you really can't like this is something you can't you if you have a big wedding, you can't save with the small venue you're going to pay for the big venue. And this is a big place where people sink a lot of their money. This is I would say where where most money uh, for the actual ceremony is sunk. If you do the same place for the reception, it would be that too. But yeah, venue, you'll pay. This is about $5,000 for wedding venue. I haven't heard of anyone lately getting out with a venue for less than 10000 If you also yeah. take into consideration all of the minimums, all the things they make you add to use the venue. So between five and 10, whereas an elopement, they put venue in quotations is typically about 205. So you have to pay for maybe a permit. Um, they say the a permit from Yosemite is about 150, uh, 250 for Rocky Mountain National Park. So that's, or maybe a parking pass for five bucks. So mm-hmm. you really can, if you don't have setup and you don't have things that really need to be set up, um, like you do at a venue, you can get away with a lot with yeah. a small venue. Well, and I think, you know, what what the writer is acknowledging and kind of pointing towards is that usually with an elopement, you'll utilize nature, the great outdoors as your venue. So if you need to get a permit, sure. But I'm sure that if we're not living in Portland, Oregon, then maybe we're just going to a park or really anywhere. But another thing that's interesting about whether it's a micro wedding or an elopement is that I think weather can be less of a concern. Like you're not as worried Mm -hmm. about how is this going to impact all of my guests and parking and bathrooms and a tent versus, you know, I was prepared for the, like in case of rain, I didn't really mind if I would have needed, I really wanted an outdoor wedding that didn't end up happening for me, ended up being a beautiful day. But there was that thought like, but you're going to have to have the backup plan. That's going to cost money versus you could have an outdoor wedding wedding and just bring an umbrella if it's just the two of you or 10, 15 people. I think you you worry less about weather, mm-hmm. which is like another kind of side peripheral thing with venue, which also impacts cost. Absolutely. That's a great point too. Then of course, you know, DJ, this has to do with venue and reception and all of that. I mean, if you're eloping... <laughs> And you want to dance, you can just bring a Bluetooth speaker and play the songs you mm-hmm. want to play. Versus if you are doing a traditional wedding, most likely you're going to at least be hiring a DJ, if not a live band. You know, people do that for cocktail hour and all sorts of things. So you can really rack up the cost. It's so interesting, the prices that are listed in here. A wedding DJ for 1200 again, I think... They're far more than that. I think Mm -hmm. you're talking at least $3,000 now for a DJ. Honestly, even this is a place where you can save, even if you have a larger wedding, if you can rent out like a really good sound system and just have a really good continuous. I don't know if I'd use Spotify. I might try and find an app that is specifically for like music play being played at parties where the downtime is less it maybe is like a a curated it's one playlist with many it's it's almost one song with many songs in it mm-hmm. versus just playing like um songs with abrupt ends and stuff so you can find that i mean they have the, they have that for our gym like the gym has yeah. that kind, that app for music. Eric so and I sh- used to be DJs, so I can affirm that there's that there are apps that you can plug in your playlist, and you can have the one song start over top of the other mm-hmm. songs. So that there's never that like awkward lapse that I think is pretty much the point of having a DJ. I yeah. mean, there's more to it than just that. But if you're not that concerned, you just want a good playlist. This is something you can do ahead of time. Throw 
throw all your songs into the app, have them set up so that the one just plays exactly after the other. You can curate it for which songs you want to come next. You know, you're going to want like two hours for cocktail hour and dinner and then two or three hours of dancing. So even when you go traditional wedding route, like you're saying, Jen, rent wedding equipment, some of this stuff can be... Uh, or sound equipment. And some of this stuff can be DIY'd. Yeah. And then for the announcing, here's here's the thing. Everyone's going to have a friend that's going to want to bring a plus one. And you're like, I you'll never stay with this person. Please don't bring them. Or you just met this person. Why did, Why should I have to pay for their dinner? Here's the thing. You find that person and you pay them to announce the wedding. <laughs> they shouldn't be you there. You went from why are you here to uh-huh. let me entrust you with announcing. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't be there, but they're going to be there regardless. So you better give them a job. I think I'd rather like have them serve the guests the cake than give them the microphone. But you do you, Jen. <laughs> okay. Obviously, they have to be qualified. If they are unqualified, then you then you get them to serve the cake. But um, you can also ask a friend who loves to do this stuff if they will just do it. But mm-hmm. you also don't want to take advantage of people who are invited to your wedding as guests. But so that's the but if you're going to take advantage of someone, that's who you take advantage of. It's the person that shouldn't be there. It's the plus one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I am all about friends chipping in, chiming in, giving of their skill set. Like, I think that's a great alternative to a gift and something I would encourage people to ask of their friends. Like, can you do the centerpieces? Can you do the the music? Even if they're not a DJ, but like, can you cue it all up? Can you do the flowers? Did I say that already? Like, give everybody a job and then that's their wedding gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be, as we get older, it becomes harder to ask people to do things. So yeah, maybe find somebody who doesn't do a lot and ask them to do something. (laughs) That could also be the person that you ask to do. Everybody's got one of those family members as well. So think about it. Think about it. Yeah, it's hard to ask people to do that. But at the same time, they are going to be coming to your wedding and giving you money. There's essentially like... Mm -hmm. The ask for that, if you're doing a wedding, that's essentially what you're asking for. So instead of that, hey, would you mind doing X, Y, Z instead? People want to help. Oh, and what a great idea if you don't want to give somebody like money or a gift to be like, hey, what can I help with at your wedding? I don't have the budget for a gift, but I would love to do something. Don't ask them the day before the wedding. Ask them like months before so they don't Mm -hmm. hire somebody to do that. Yeah. What can I do for you at your wedding to save you money? Yeah. Deal. That's a great gift. And then finally, and of course, on my end, just the food. (laughs) And this is the most important in my opinion, catering, food, alcohol, cake, Of course, this is going to be far less expensive (laughs) if you're eloping or doing a smaller wedding. It's the cost of you eating whatever it Mm -hmm. is that you want to eat versus feeding everybody else. They're estimating wedding catering being about $5,000. Again, this is going to depend on how many people you have, but it could be even more than that, depending on what kind of food you're serving. So between venue and food, I think those are going to be your biggest expenses for a traditional wedding. And similar to how we approach every other aspect of life, you're going to want to look at the heavy hitters if you're really trying to save or not spend a ton of money or cut costs on a wedding. Those are going to be the areas that you want to look at. How can I get this? Get, Get a version of what I want for the least amount of money as possible or whatever your budget is that you want to be getting Mm -hmm. married with, not to go into debt for this. Yeah. I mean, you can get a great cake at Publix. I'm just saying for 30 bucks. Definitely don't send Jill to get the cake, (laughs) but you can get a great cake. She's still mad. Yeah. I'll forever be. Cake... Don't send Jill to get the dessert. Dessert. Yeah. Yeah. That was a mistake. And 
ultimately you just have to be upset at yourself about it. I'm talking to me. Yeah. But it's fine. But I also ordered the churros. You didn't really want me to do that, but the churros were decent. Those were decent. Yeah. Those were those were pretty decent. All right. Next on the list is day of coordination. And I didn't realize how much I would need this on our, at our wedding until we had it. Um, this is the person, this is the plus one. And this is how I know this was my plus one who was aptly qualified, but I would not, she would not have been invited to my wedding. She was a plus one and uh, she wanted to start her day of coordination like business. Obviously, probably not at that place in our lives anymore, you know, in our early 20s. But if you are, and if you have a friend who's maybe starting to start some kind of project management business, this is a great little feather in their cap. But um, I, I paid her like 150 bucks. And uh, that was so nice. So, so nice to have. Yeah. Well, and it was kind to her too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Day of coordination, I I would say this is important, especially yeah. for your typical uh, typical wedding. You don't realize how much needs to come together on the final day. And if you don't have a point person, the bride will be the one. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. Nope. You do not want that. I'm assuming I'm talking to the bride right now that you're listening to me. You do not want to be the point person day of your wedding. Nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> you can get away with spending less than the 1200 that it says um, by just having one at the reception. Or our friend Jess, you, uh, Jill, you were the coordinator you know, for that mm-hmm. wedding. Just mm-hmm. having a friend who is skilled do it, um, but don't skip it. Unless mm-hmm. you're having an elopement, in which case you can skip it. Yeah. Yeah. Save that money. And I I doubled as the MC for the night too. So the mm-hmm. coordinator could also be the MC. I mean, just figure out all the ways to hack it. I get it if you want your friends and family to be there. Like elopements are really awesome. People are doing them in amazing ways. But at the end of the day, it's going to be for some people and it's not going to be for others. Mm-hmm. So it is worth moving into the next article where we talk about how to do just smaller weddings. Yeah, but More it's also worth noting weddings. that the total for the wedding that they, the conservative wedding that they laid out versus the elopement is almost 28000 for the wedding and it's just over 10000 for the elopement. So that's like night and day difference. It so. still is crazy to me though, the $10,000 for an elopement. I think it could be far right? less than that. I think I spent $10,000 on my wedding with 300 people. So, but that yeah, was same. That's about, <laughs> that's ages about what ago, we spent. As you mm-hmm. like to remind me. Yeah. But it was a different time then. It but was. We, and we, but we used a lot of the same tips we just gave to people. So yeah. that's how we save that money. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. And moving on to our, what has been a thing, but really got popular during 2020 and 2021 is micro weddings. Six Mm -hmm. ways a micro wedding will save you money. And this is like a hybrid between an elopement and a full wedding. And I kind of love it. How do you Mm -hmm. feel about it, Jill? Oh, I think it's so great. It really whittles things down. It Mm -hmm. makes it simple. It makes it affordable. I think it can help you keep sights on what's important for that day. I think it's an especially excellent idea for people who really want a beautiful, highly curated wedding day and experience and kind of want all of the things but don't want to pay the ticket price for all of the things, then having a really small wedding is great. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I will say, I personally loved having a massive wedding because it was really important to me that all of my people, every single one of them could be there. But I sacrificed on the other side of it. Like it wasn't your most high-end experience. It didn't have all of the pomp and circumstance. So I think this is where you just have to weigh out what's most important to me. Is it that everyone's able to be there or is it that it's it's just a really remarkable, memorable, meaningful day with like my closest of close people? Either one is great. You're just going to have to recognize what the give and take is going to mm-hmm. be when you're able to kind of identify the core items that are most important to you. Yeah, I feel the same way. I wanted a big wedding. I wanted everyone there that I loved and definitely sacrificed on other things. It was an an all outdoor wedding. The food was made by the best man and two people were in charge of supposed to be in charge of heating it up he's a chef and he had like made it the previous day it was just like pasta sauce it was just spaghetti and the two charged my mom the two people my mom hired to heat it up pretty much failed so the food was kind of cold there was just a keg of beer that was serve yourself and yeah it was real it was all my my in-laws own a winery but they were just getting started so it was all wine that they were just testing out it wasn't the best the best iteration of what they can do now so it was really like it wasn't the best but we had fun like we danced and i love that and see I love that. Just take the air out of the room of all the pretension, which I think both ways can have that. A smaller wedding can take out pretension. A big wedding without all the frills and thrills. Mm -hmm. Just have fun. Enjoy the day. Yeah. How fun. (laughs) There is, I mean, there are definitely a few things that I wish I could change. Mostly the hot food. (laughs) I did love the serve yourself beer. That was fun. But be careful. Be careful with that. Right. (laughs) There was no hard liquor. Uh, So, but I think what a Mike, what 2020 and 2021 have done for us have made it acceptable to do a micro wedding. Because before it was, you're either inviting everyone because your mom says so, or you're inviting no one. So nobody gets offended that you invited him, not her. Mm -hmm. And so we now have a lot of excuses to why now we 
can choose smaller gatherings. Mm-hmm. It's not like an offense, if offensive thing anymore. So that is a huge positive. Uh, and, and that's the first thing on this list six of six ways a micro wedding can save you money is that smaller guest lists just simply cost less. And you are you can offend fewer people today. And I feel like we may be moving backwards. I don't know, maybe six months ago, I was more confident in saying that like, but I think I think we are creating just like a foundation of boundaries in this field. So I think I think some of it will go back to you know, mm-hmm. mom's forcing you to invite Aunt Edna. You can't not invite Aunt Edna, even though you haven't seen her in 20 years because she'd get offended. Um, like, I think that's going away, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think we are moving at least away from the, the binary. And there's mm-hmm. more of a third, fourth, fifth option here with weddings, even to so they describe micro weddings as usually it's a maximum of 50 guests is what we're talking about when we say micro wedding it's not going to be a ton of people and 50 guests when two people are getting married that's that is enough for your close friends and family like that's that's going to be 50 mm-hmm. guests but i've also seen it where people might have their more intimate micro wedding 40 to 50 guests and then a few months down the road do a larger but less formal Normal reception, more of a potluck style and kind of get the best of both worlds. Like there's just, there's so many more options that I'm seeing arise and it's giving space and freedom to be creative, to do it your way. But along those lines, you can certainly save money on a lower priced venue when you are having less people. You just don't have to pay for the space to be Mm -hmm. able to have as many people. You don't have to have all those lights on, all that heating and cooling, you name it. So you're talking your backyard weddings. This could be a beach wedding, could be someone's garden. It, It could even be like someone with a large living room could be a micro wedding. And so depending on, yeah, if you've only got four or 50 guests, you can really choose almost anything, even even a restaurant, running out a room in a restaurant you could do. And that is going to significantly cut the cost from a place that needs to hold 150 to 250 people. Yeah, definitely. I like all these. And you kind of you kind of covered the lower priced venue option. The next one on here is fewer decorations. So you can go more with what you really love if you're buying fewer of them. So and yeah, that's just fewer decorations means you save money. Um, but you can also get better quality, maybe more sustainable. So the the options really open up to you when you're choosing like 50 people or less. Mm -hmm. And I think that can connect to whatever venue you choose. You can kind of hit two things all at once if you're able to identify a place that you find beautiful so that you don't have to add a ton of stuff to it in order to make it look nice. This, of course, could be an outdoor wedding. If you have a park, that's your favorite. We just had, we've had a couple of weddings at the park at the end of our road recently. Hmm. And it was just a reminder to me of, oh, that is a beautiful park. And all they had to do was just show up and get married. They didn't have to decorate it a ton. Of course, you're at the whim of Mother Nature. But yeah, I think you you also don't have to spend a lot on decor if you're getting married in a spot that you just think is is good as is. Yeah, that was our, our thing is we chose the uh, like shuffleboard courts from the city Mm -hmm. like it's owned by the city so it's a lower cost and it also has all this like vintage charm being from the 20s so we decorated it like not at all we just let all of the vintage charm venue i love that as a wedding Mm -hmm. venue yeah so be creative too there even if you are going for a bit larger of a ceremony 150 to 200 people there still could be 
options. I know we we recently made friends with someone in our area who there's like a community dance hall that they're renting out. And I think it's like $150 to rent out this dance hall for the night. And it has all the tables and chairs. So it's just like, oh, there still could be options. It might mm-hmm. not be, you know, the most beautiful spot, but shop around shuffleboard courts who would have thought who would have uh number four on here obviously the smaller the wedding the less food you're paying for and that could even make way for you to have some nicer menu items when you're feeding less people but at the end of the day you're just purchasing less food Mm -hmm. to feed less people and you can go Uh, more minimal in that regard too, which is going to save a ton of money. And will inevitably lead to less food waste because large catering uh, orders always produce some kind of food waste. And you're just one frugal person. You may not be able to take all the leftovers, though we may try you know we try. <laughs> Have do. you ever taken a like to go? Oh my gosh! Box yes, from a wedding, always. Ah! Jillian, I'm uh, I am. <laughs> I'm almost offended that you haven't. What if you have you? Did you bring your own Tupperware? Please no, tell me you didn't bring your them. own plastic. No, they'll have them. I've never oh. brought my own, though. That's a okay. good idea. Okay. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm getting older. I'm caring less. Yup gonna bring my own yep. glass container. I might do that I might do that at the wedding this weekend we'll see oh, I'd love I'd love we'll to, to watch that happen but I'd okay. also cringe I'd also be cringing the whole time no but there is so much anybody who's worked in catering knows the larger the order the more the food waste mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the employees more or less half more and more are being like forced to just get rid of it some can take it home so you always want to ask like the caterer hey with the food that's not used because the bride and groom are not taking it. They're absolutely not taking yeah. it. They wish they yeah, could. It's true. They yeah. can't. They're going on their honeymoon. So you ha- say like, hey, are you able to take this food home? The I remember for Jess's wedding, we divvied up even the rehearsal dinner food. So that's another yeah. thing. The parents of the bride and groom and the bridal party, they may have already taken leftovers from the rehearsal dinner, so they may not want to take home those things Mm -hmm. either. So just check with someone to make sure that food has a home and that home's not in the trash can. I always take the centerpieces. That's my shtick. Mm. (laughs) Anyone want these flowers? Good. I'll take them. Yeah, I'm always taking Alternatively, because you know I'm loving to give also the tips for the people who are like, I just want a traditional wedding. Okay, we see you. You're good. With the food thing, consider an all-vegetarian menu. People are going to be fine for one day if all they get is pasta and salad. Your meats, obviously, are going to be what's going to cost you a ton of money. Or depending on time of day you get married, you could do a brunch instead, which is going to cost a lot less. You could do a charcuterie. You could even do, I know, a ton of people. It blew my mind when I heard this. All they did was dessert. They got married later in the day and they had a dessert reception. You can do what if this if this is you, you need to hear this message. You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> it is your wedding. You can choose what's going to make the most sense for you that aligns with your values, that's within your budget. You can get creative. You could do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I will say, have you ever been to a dessert wedding, Jill? It's, I believe I have. It's a little much. Like, if you're just there for an hour and you're only having dessert, cool. But if you're there for a ceremony and then a full reception and all you have at the reception is dessert, it's too much dessert. You need mm-hmm. You need actual food. So dessert elopement, high five full on. Um, If you're doing a a micro wedding or a wedding, then at least like some kind of like tapas or hors d'oeuvres sort of thing. If you don't want to do a full meal, definitely have some savory option uh, for people who 
are like Jill and can't, <laughs> um, I guess can't I'm eat thinking, a lot of dessert. I am thinking of your people who might just have a shorter reception, which I know plenty mm-hmm. of people who that's the case. Like, I don't want to dance. It's not our thing. Why do we have to do that? Let's just hang out with people for an hour and get out of there. I'm so sad or you're friends if you're with getting those people. Later, like eight, you know, you have a seven or eight p.m. ceremony. That'd be fun. Wow. And then you just have dessert together. Dessert yeah. nightcaps. Mm. Mm. Okay, yes. We're there. Yeah. So uh, next. Number five, fewer rentals. Fewer rentals. So rentals are a way you can save money on a bigger renting. Instead of renting out a DJ, you rent out the sound system, get the app. Technology is a wonderful thing. But in general, like in addition to saving money by renting items versus services, you can also save money by just like needing fewer rentals in general, a smaller sound system, fewer tables, fewer chairs, fewer linens, um, smaller sizes, stuff like that. So that is another way a micro wedding can be saving you money. And you just tell mom, like, we can't have Aunt Edna there. It's more, <laughs> it's another chair, it's another table, it's more linens, it's a bigger sound system, it's more all of these things. And you just list everything out and and you tell her and you stand your ground and you you decide the things that you will compromise on and the things you will not. Although keep in mind, if Aunt Edna's not there, Aunt Edna's probably not going to give you a gift. So make sure you're you're thinking wisely about whether or not Aunt Edna's independently wealthy. Be strategic. <laughs> Who you right. want to be, be burning bridges with. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my throwdown with my mom was over the veil. I will Mine not too. wear a veil. I don't know what it is about moms and their veils. Oh my gosh. Did you cave? No, no, you I did wouldn't. Not cave. I caved. I caved. <laughs> my my mom would be more happy with you. She's probably listening right now, saying, "Good girl, Jen. You wish my daughter were more like you." No, my mom holds a lot of things over my head. There are a lot of things I said no to. The veil was just like <laughs> that last thing where I was like, "Woman, yeah, I'll wear fine. your stupid veil." <laughs> If you just shut up about these 20 other things. Trip down the aisle because I can't see anything. Yeah. Uh, We were still talking about that veil when I had a baby shower four years later. Oh, stop it. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I can't even. So (laughs) Obviously, this wedding, this is why we don't do many wedding episodes. (laughs) It all comes out. This puts me in a bad place. I will never do another wedding episode (laughs) ever again. Don't say it. All right. (laughs) Lastly, number six is that a micro wedding can help save in wedding attire. You can go more casual if you are doing a smaller wedding. I'm mixed on this. It might seem more like your guests could go casual. Your maybe people who are standing up in support of you could go more casual. I feel as though when I see people do smaller weddings, what they're spending on then is like a really beautiful dress, Mm. suit, tux, you name it. You don't have to. You could. What Values-based wedding yeah. spending is what I'm mm-hmm. here for. And I think when you do cut costs in certain areas, it frees up some money to spend in other areas. But also, there is more permission in a smaller wedding to go more casual, which could save you some money. Yeah, I would agree. I bought a bridesmaid's dress in white. That was my wedding dress. I love it. So they make great bridesmaid's dresses. So yeah, yeah just get them in white. Oh, well, you know what comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors? Not just brides. (laughs) And not just white. The The Bill of the Week! That's right! It's time for the best minute of your entire week! Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, this is Ashley from San Diego, California. And I am 
uh, binging your podcast and I'm still so far behind your current stuff. So someday, hopefully I'll hear this message on the bill of the week. Um, my bill of the week is my son, William, whose birthday is tomorrow. So this is an honor of him. And he goes by one million nicknames, which is the best part of having a son named William. He goes by William, of course, Willem, like Willem Dafoe, Bill, Will, Prince William, William the Conqueror, Wild Bill, Willy Wonka, Buffalo Bill. There you go. Slick Willie, Billy the Kid, Will I Am, Billiam, which is my personal favorite, and his newest is now Bill of the Week. That's my Bill of the Week. He's the best. Your podcast is the best. You guys have a great week. Oh, Ashley. I am... You beat me to it. I was gonna I was gonna try and have to give birth to a William so I could call him Bill of the Week and you beat me to it. And I'm so proud. Ashley, I'm fist bumping over here. I am grinning from ear to ear. My face is gonna fall off. I'm smiling so hard. <laughs> it literally is melting off. You, you guys should not see it. You are making my day, my week, my month, even my year. This is amazing that your son's name is William. It was his birthday. Happy birthday, Happy William, birthday, that you Bill call him of all of these things. Bill, Prince William, Buffalo Bill, Slick Willie, Billy the Kid, Billiam. Bill of the Week. You are the best Bill the of the song. Week. I hope you had a great birthday you are the coolest yeah. kid with a cool mom having a cool day love this get I, it. I, uh, get it get it get it if you want to get it by submitting your bill of the week visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill to leave us your bill Golly, they keep getting better and better and better. I don't know how to contain all of my excitement or make you feel like you should. Yeah, still submit because apparently my excitement levels can escalate even beyond Mm -hmm. what anyone thought was possible. So if I still have a face left for you and an ability to listen to the bill of the week, I will do that. Throughwithpodcast.com slash bill. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Now it's time for Lightning Round! Pew, pew, pew! So we talked about this one throughout the episode, but creative ways we specifically used to save on our personal weddings. That and maybe something maybe something you did that you wouldn't do again. Jill, maybe that's something that we add in since we mm-hmm. a lot of these things we already talked about. Yeah. Yeah, so okay, you go first. Okay. The Food was out of my hands because I thought it was taken care of. So 
Sorry to everyone in attendance for the cold spaghetti, but maybe hiring somebody more reliable in hindsight. I don't know. Who could have known? Who could have known the reliability of these people? I was thinking I would have liked a DJ because we got a... We got Uncle Anthony to be in charge of the music, and uh, I made a playlist, but I I didn't make it as good as a DJ would have made it. Like, it's just not my strength. And, uh, mm. you know, I should have I delegated it to a professional, but that's about it. I And I tried, there are other things I tried, like I tried to get actual wine, like white wine, red wine. White Zinfandel, and conveniently, those wines never made it out of the car. It was only my in-laws' wine, unmarked wine. To the to the extent that my friend who's allergic to strawberries tried it, and he's like, "What kind of wine is this?" Because it's unmarked, and and somebody had to be like strawberries, and he had to like leave. Oh no! So there were like things out of my control. <laughs> That I wish I could have changed. But I think oh. if the money-wise thing, I think I would have maybe uh, maybe hired a DJ. Maybe I would have splurged yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think of a, a helpful regret for people. Uh, certainly thinking, you've all heard this story probably, but thinking I was going to be able to borrow my sister's wedding dress as a backup when the one I ordered from China didn't end up being what I wanted. And turns out at the end of the day, when I faced my truest of true selves, I did not want to borrow my sister's wedding dress. <laughs> I wanted my own. Uh, so that that was an additional cost to get a wedding dress and altered last minute. But I loved it. So I can't say that I regret it. But I think just maybe being honest about what was important and where I'm willing to cut and where I wasn't willing to cut. I do have uh, an unpopular opinion, because that's what the lightning round is for here, that I try and encourage other people with. One of the things I am very glad we did is have a short engagement. So the unpopular opinion here is that planning a wedding, an actual wedding, only needs to take as long as it takes to plan a large party. And in no other life circumstances do we take a year to two years to plan a party, but we do it with engagements. I get it that there's maybe like other reasons for that. But when it comes to the wedding, I think having that shorter amount of time to plan can also save money because you're not getting as tripped up with like all of the decisions and mm -hmm. all of the Instagram scrolling and Pinterest scrolling and opinions and asking this and asking that. You're just pulling together a party. And I think when people are able to approach it in that regard, it can also cut all of the unnecessary excess that I think does eat up a lot of the budgets and takes it from a $15,000 ordeal to a $45,000 ordeal. And it just doesn't need to be yes. that. Um, and just obviously looking at all the different ways that that can be cut, asking friends to do various services. I think one of the things that helped us too was finding people who are just starting out in something. Like everyone's got a friend who's just starting out in photography. Get them. And we got two of them. So two people who were just starting out in the field so that there were multiple angles, multiple different types of perspectives, styles of photography. And even with extra photographers, it hardly cost us anything because they they were new. They, they had great cameras, great equipment. They had practiced some. But this was one of their first weddings. I was willing for that. Like, I'll take the pictures that they capture. Yeah, we did vegetarian menu. So just, but for us, the value was I want to have a blast and I want everyone to be there. I want everyone mm -hmm. to come. So I cut crazy in all the other areas. Yeah. This is much more of a recommendation for people getting married in their 20s. If you are getting married in your 30s or 40s, people have a different expectation, I think, because they've been to so many weddings. And this is where I think 
the elopement or the micro wedding comes in so great because I barely talked to less than 50 people from our wedding. There were there were about 200, 250 there. A lot of them were family. And yeah, we still don't talk to maybe 50 of them. So I think you're more refined when in the later in your your life with your relationships. So I think the types of weddings that that are appropriate, that are most desired, you know, the bigger weddings that are more DIY in your 20s versus the smaller weddings that are more refined in your 30s and 40s. There is not one type for any age, but I do see that being more of a of a trend that I mean, you don't have to expect if if we're saying, you know, like get your friends to to do stuff for you when you're in your 40s and your friends are not about that, it doesn't have to be. You can definitely mm-hmm. hire it out, but just know where you're you're going to be cutting on the guest list to get that price that you're looking for um with the service that that you want. But mm-hmm. you could do anything. You just have to get creative in one area of it or another um to make it work for you. And that's where that values-based approach that we talk about uh, blends flawlessly here too. Identify Mm -hmm. what's most important, your own personal context and how you want to approach this day for yourselves, for you, the couple that's getting married, not for anyone else or to meet other people's expectations or to make it look Instagram worthy. Like do the thing that you want to do. And at the end of the day, it's about getting married, not just the wedding. So That's, I think, super important to keep in mind, too. Yeah. So thank you for listening. I hope this is really helpful for you if you are engaged or about to be engaged. Um, If you are paying off debt or want to be paying off debt once you get married, then we have a private community for people paying off debt where we do monthly money challenges and offer accountability groups. And we would like to congratulate one of our members in there for a big win. And this one's from Vanessa. Um, and she actually learned something outside of the group that she shared with everyone. And, and I appreciate it. So I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, she says, A lady in my Buy Nothing group is a huge advocate for no food waste, and she posted some pictures in the group that tell the difference between expired food and the best before date on the packaging. Uh, So she says there's two different dates, and Vanessa said she scored a lot of free food from the Buy Nothing group because people were giving away food past their best before dates, but not past their expired dates. And she has been fine. And she posted those pictures in our group. So thank you, Vanessa. And way to go. All your free food, you know, and always the next wedding you're at, you ask about that catering. You ask where that catering is going to. Okay. Oh, this is so great. I love reducing food waste. And I also love getting free food. And I love when knowledge can help us to make informed decisions. There is a big difference between best before and expired. So well done, Vanessa. Yes. If you want to check out those picks and our other uh, monthly challenges that we've done, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club. See what challenge we're doing right now and what's coming up next. See you next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Yeah, we're definitely going to a wedding this weekend. I totally forgot. Yay. Not this this current weekend, but after this comes out. What's your go-to wedding gift? Cash. Everyone loves cash. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's it. Everyone loves cash. I love cash. Couples love cash. I know that's not the answer you're going to give, Jill. What's your favorite no, gift? No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm th- I was thinking about like, as I asked the question, I'm thinking like, well, what would you bring? I will check out their registry if there's anything still left on it. I do like the practical, like... I'll look for something on the registry that obviously is within my price range. (laughs) And of course, my mind will usually go to, what are they going to engage with often? And maybe they'll think of me when they use that thing.
Like, I'm going to get them their bath towels. <laughs> and then every time I go over to their house, be like, so did you think of me when you dried your hands? <laughs> That's why I get you know, cash. Be, be really weird with it. Yeah. Um. No, for the wedding, the actual wedding. Yeah, it's, it's usually just money. It's all I wanted. I never registered mm-hmm. for anything. I just asked for money. I registered for low-cost items. Because there were some people that refused. It's the Aunt Edna's. They want to get something. They want to wrap it. Mm-hmm. And so I registered for all these $20, $30 things. And then I returned them all to get the higher priced items that I knew Aunt Edna wouldn't buy. So mm. like the $200 things. Um, and that was a great strategy. I really hope you don't actually have an Aunt Edna. I don't. I don't poor thing feels real called out but you know what maybe we'll change our ways do you dream of a healthier life but education feels out of reach trinity school of natural health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule trinity school of natural health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule trinity school's certified natural health professional program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself your family and your community to live healthier lives turn your passion into a career visit trinityschool.org for more info now whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks kemba financial credit union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs apply today at kemba.org to unlock a limited time two percent cash back on purchases and pay zero percent interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from kemba you deserve a card that works for you restrictions apply offer ends june 30th 2024.